Good morning to you. And now on RTHK, it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with legislator Junius Ho. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Kerry, I wish all is well in UK and your study in Cambridge. Winter is just around the corner. Not only do we need to fight against the COVID-19, but we have to renew our acquaintance with the flu. I guess that that is part of life. As ever, we have to be vigilant about our future and learn to overcome all the challenges ahead. Without any exception, in just a few days, both Donald Trump and Joe Biden will face their fate in due course. Whether they like it or not, either one of them will be a hero or just a loser. Like it or not, both of them and all Americans will have to go through a long period of healing process before it will fully recover from its deeply divided state and probably the worst situation ever since the American Civil War. You do recall about my dispute with the Solicitor Regulation Authority earlier this year. It has already been set down for hearing in December. Early this year, the complainants launched the complaint against me for misconduct. It was really an abuse and a political attack in disguise. It has nothing to do with my legal practice at all. SRA, the short form of which, was unfortunately misled by the complainants who deliberately twist the facts to incriminate me for inciting the public for violence by saying, kill without mercy. But it was not really so, factually and literally. As a matter of fact, the rally that I staged against the law lecturer in 2017, who was subsequently prosecuted and convicted on two counts of public nuisance charges and fired from the Hong Kong University. What a shame that the same bunch of people who influenced my alma mater to strip off my honourable doctorate degree in just less than three days and deprived my rights to be heard on the charge last year. Now, they try to influence the SRA again. It is so sad to see that the independence of the academy and legal profession to be compromised in such a way. The British were once revered as one of the most accomplished people in the world, having been responsible for popularizing the rule of law as well as various other standards of etiquette. They were often looked upon as high culture, Suddenly, the modern Britain pales in comparison to what she used to be. Apart from the Brexit, voices of Scottish independence is on the rise. The weakening of the pound sterling is apparent. The unemployment rate is going up. Furthermore, in the guise of Boris Johnson's rule, who looks up to Trump's administration for geopolitical guidance, anti-Chinese propaganda, and other Cold War tactics are ruthlessly employed. I stood tall and cried out loud against the Black Flats last year. I stood beside the police who discharged the duties to protect the lives and properties of the residents dutifully in Hong Kong. I dared to say that those who praised for the Black Flats for what they did as bravery and in purport of promoting their own perceived democracy they are just hypocrites, the least. 
and accomplices in conspiracy for perpetrating a coloured revolution in Hong Kong. In fact, democracy or anti-fugitive ordinance on that occasion was a misnomer. The real substance of which that I call was an attempted but failed colour revolution in nature. It seems that the Black Lives Rises storm has died down since the urgent enactment of the national security law by the MPCSC on the June 30th. The storm probably has moved to a new destiny, Bangkok now. However, we're just about to experience the aftermath of the social trauma coupled up with the COVID-19 impact. Our GDP has suffered two consecutive falls to minus nine. Cathay Pacific has been painfully struggling to survive. It has to scrap Dragonair entirely. It also lays off 8,500 personnel globally. The music obviously does not stop there, and I'm afraid to say that it will go on to haunt our economy for some time, if not years to come. The answer to this problem probably lies with two possibilities. First, we should really shake up our administration and call for certain reforms in areas like judiciary and education. From what we witnessed last year and also the composition of those people arrested in riots and unlawful gathering last year, 40% of the 10,000 arrestees is made up of students. Over a hundred of them are teachers too. What has happened to our education system? Why did they support Hong Kong independence and find the motherland so repugnant? Some suggest that the absence of the national education is the source of the problem. To a certain extent, I concur. In so far as our judiciary is concerned, the process of which is not pacing quick enough with the social needs. Increasing judges is part of the solution, but very often the inadequacy in relief and sentencing in some of the cases which triggered the public outcry justified the introduction of some kind of sentencing committee to assist the court in achieving appropriate deterrent effect to meet with the social mischiefs. The other possibility is to build up a much closer economic and geographical partnership arrangement with Great Bay Area. I would hope our chief executive can produce something positive, covering those aspects in her next policy speech in due course. Meanwhile, take care and wish me good luck. Yours sincerely, Junius Ho.